What's Up Whittier? Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. What's up, Whittier? Dun da da da! Remo, what do we got? Jesse, we have. Actually, hold on. I- I'm getting a call. Oh, hold on. I don't get oh. time. All right, Jesse, are you ready now? <laughs> ready. You sure? Yes. Let's All do right. this. <clears throat> As I was saying, you getting another call? No. <laughs> Yes. Let's, uh, today we're here, and we're in a new location. It's or an outdoor new. location, um, and we're special because it's our two-year anniversary. So today marks two years of when we started our podcast. We've come a long way, guys. Yes. Producer Christine just, here, by the way. Just, just think about it, Remo. Two years, man. If two years ago you would have had a kid. Kid would have been two years old. It'd be walking. Fun fact, my niece, Lucy, was actually born on the same day as the podcast. We had a morning meeting, and we signed up for the podcast. And then in the evening, I went to Queen of the Valley Hospital to go hold my newborn niece. Did you name her What's Up Whittier? Um, that's her nickname. I say, first, what up, what up? First name, what up? Last name, Whittier? Dude, she must be like the most she popular I take her to city council with me. Does she really? Oh, man. How exciting. Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> Playing with games or go to city council. I mean All right guys, two years. So what have you um what what do you what do you learn from two years on the podcast? Like what what's a thought or something One that you big think about? Aha. Let's start with that. Oh, One yeah. big aha. One big aha. Jesse, Mr. Podcast King. Aha. Yeah, what is aha? One aha. You know, one aha is that um and I I mentioned this before is that everybody we'd have interviewed so far, I mean we've interviewed um Majority of them have been business owners, um, but every single one of them has uh, it's it's in their like business practice uh, or business plan that they uh, somehow get back to the community, um, and it's always giving back to their community in 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 how in a way that they wish they would have got it when they were kind of coming up. So I thought that was kind of cool, which you don't you don't. You know, as a as somebody who's kind of patronizing their business, you don't hear these these kind of stories, which is for me it was kind of cool, man. Christine, oh well, for me, um, my big aha moment was that there are so many different type of people that we've come across on the podcast. You know, whether they are super, super early, whether they're running a little late, whether it's pulling teeth to get them to talk, whether they can't stop talking. It's so interesting. Why are you to, looking at Jesse for? I'm looking at all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at one and the yeah. other. But um, it's, all, it's just a really great experience to get to know the people behind, you know, just like the name or whatever. I, I would definitely say that... Um, you know, I've become really good friends with some of the people that we've interviewed on the podcast. And it's because, you know, we had that opportunity to connect. And I think it's really great. And another aha, if I can say too, is that, you know, I think the podcast has brought the community together in um, a specific way. I mean, so many organ- so many organizations are doing that. Um, but I think our podcast, you know, really has a special place because it opens up to learning about people's personalities in addition to it's like well, an intimate conversation you well, know well what's funny is that on the on the whole Whittier thing um so I have I have obviously uh colleagues and and people I know that listen to the podcast they're not from Whittier um and it's always like why Whittier you know like why like why don't you talk about it? and they throw out ideas of like mm-hmm. and it's people who are obviously somewhere else different cities which are I'd love to interview them but it's again kind of going back to the whole idea of why why it's called a Whittier. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That you said that. The other thing is that was interesting is that you said about pulling teeth, because every person we've interviewed, that was like the initial reaction. Like, what am I going to say? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to say. You know, I'm not that interesting. Or what are we going to talk about? But once you get started, like these it's a conversation, it just became a conversation, and and you could tell. Like at the beginning, you're right. The interview kind of starts off hard and. And at the end, they kind of pull off. So that, that thought was kind of cool. I think Jesse got like three ahas. Three ahas. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that. Well, Elaborate. So when we talk about not being able to get someone to stop <laughs> talking, <laughs> there's pulling teeth. That there's somebody extreme, else. And then there's the ones that, you know, they, they their teeth have been pulled. <laughs> no. 
Anyways, I'm just kidding. Remo, you're aha. You know, going into when we sat down the first time, I would have never thought it was going to be as fun as it has been. And I really thought, well, first of all, the hour when when we talked about, you know, what the length of time should this episode be. And it it was like, what are we going to talk for for an hour? And And I have quick conversations. So for me, it was a really long time longer than I think it maybe it might be for you guys because Jesse you just have a conversation I'm like let's get to the point you know kind of give me your the meat and potatoes as opposed to uh, the whole course and so that's been a, a really big um, like how fun how much fun it's been and then just getting to know everyone's stories I think that's just the coolest thing you know we've we've had this opportunity of sitting together sitting together and interviewing someone for an hour and really being able to ask any and every question we wanted um and that's really cool because we'll never have an opportunity and just going to a restaurant or to a, one of these places and be like you know what tell us how you started oh you started in your mom's kitchen is that how you started cooking and now you have a restaurant like it's like you would have never got that mm-hmm. you would think you would just walk in see someone's success or what they're going through and never see what it took to get there you know there, an image comes to mind it's that the uh, iceberg where it's just a little thing on top and there's so much below that actually holds the iceberg together and and we got to see that bottom portion and we were able to expose that to the community which is really awesome so which is i mean it's good you bring that up too because it that's the other thing i get from people listening is that they're like oh man i didn't realize that so-and-so was doing that or so-and-so actually Mm -hmm. was behind this or so-and-so was doing something else than that you know um, and it's good to hear that backstory, because uh, again, we all kind of have our own, our own kind of uh, whatever traveling path uh, to get to wherever we're at, and you never share those stories, man, which is kind of cool. Um, but but what that's it. What, what do you? Is there any interviews that kind of stands out from you guys? Well, before that, you were saying um, uh, the, 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 like me really enjoying it. I would say. Because I get this question asked all the time from people. It's, do you guys make money or do you get business out of it? And right. I have yet to get a penny or get a client out of this. But what I have is some awesome friendships that has been yeah. worth so much more. So, you know, um, the way it progressed, initially I thought, okay, maybe we'll get some business out of this. But even though we haven't, it's still it's still been awesome. Yeah. So, sorry. No, you're right, man. No, you're right. I mean, it's one of those things where now you build those relationships to where, like, you you see somebody walking down the street and now they're like you're having a conversation yeah. again, right? They know you're picking you up are. where you start, you you left off, as opposed to like hey hey and yeah. yeah. I would say it's like networking on steroids because instead of just like the quick you know ten to fifteen, oh what do you do? How do you do? You're really getting to and we get to interrogate people because this really is not do. a two sided conversation. <laughs> this is three people asking them, you know, give us your life story in an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's always really interesting. So, so going back to my original question, who do you, out of everybody that you've met with, who's your uh, who's your number one? Number one, uh, or not number? I should say number one. Out of all all the interviews that we've gone through, who sticks out that you're like, man, that was kind of cool, or, or you know, I would say some of the earlier ones we we. Um when people brought alcohol oh yeah <laughs> like, the first year which one did not bring alcohol I think like the rusty monk oh, that was, that was I mean I, I've never you know and that one stands out because I've never had uh, sour beer yeah. prior to that and you know it's one thing that they bring one beer that we share but you know, I, I think I walked out of there buzzed, you know, and it was... Well, you want to talk about an episode when you guys were leaving Buzz? What about when we recorded with Gio at uh, Four Bricks? G- yeah, Gio. I'm glad I can walk home. Yeah, that was... Is, yeah, he moved um, around the corner. And, and that's... They'll stand out because just the way they, they ended. Yeah, but also it was just so casual, you know? We're just but hanging that, out. But that's what it was. It was not that we're just drinking like crazy. It was just yeah. more, yeah. you know, you're, it's a social, yeah, you're, you're socializing, you're drinking. over a drink. And it was so good that you just kind of forgot that we were actually recording, you know? Yeah. Remember when everybody used to bring food, too? Yeah. Yeah. Who put the best spread? <laughs> oh, my God. CC the love? I would just, I just have to say, because remember Cece, he brought stuff from Forking Good. He brought us like a, like the Green Goddess hummus and like the bruschetta. Oh no, April's was really good too. April's out of Pescadora. I don't know. Well, are we talking about drinks? Or we're talking about food. food. Oh, from food? the restaurant. Talking about food. April's was good because she had different tacos. Like we had those, like uh, shrimp poppers or whatever. Mm-hmm. The bacon wrapped shrimp. That was really good. Jesse, who? 
I, I would have to say it was Turnbull's Tavern. Yeah. Oh, Me Turnbull's. Too. Hands down. Those yeah. guys, like, they did kill they it. They brought the whole kitchen out. Yeah, they, yeah brought, they were awesome. I walked out of there with the go thing and I was full for like a day. Yeah. Yeah. It was. That's true. Shout out to Ernie and yeah, Ignacio. Their spread was, was on point. Yeah. But but I mean talk about hospitality right yeah like, so great like we're we're it's not that it's a requirement that they have to bring something to mm-hmm. get it going but but obviously it helps it helps the conversation right yeah. and then that and we instance, could talk about their product which yeah, is really yeah. important which is what we're trying to right, showcasing um, but in that instance I mean it was hard man because I mean all the food they had and then trying to follow it up with with what we're eating it was just I mean. Yeah. How long was that episode? Was it was it a long? It one was or? a little over an hour. It was about thirty five hundred calories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. So just an average night. That's but fun. I love Turnbulls. I go there yeah. often just for their lote fries and yeah. their um, like their mango. Actually, that was the first night that wasn't it that they had just like they had just recently come up with the lote fries or something like that or no? Yeah. It, it had been open because Eva has bought in the lote fries from there a couple times yeah. prior to us going. But they had, like, just put it on the menu, I think. It was one of their newer oh. editions. Well, it it would have been maybe a couple of weeks, but yeah. I've definitely so had them before uh, that because I've ever so had a preview, huh? Yeah. Why? Well, <laughs> you know, it's great that Eva likes to explore different places because I get leftovers. <laughs> one thing I really like about Eva is she never finishes her food. Yeah. So I'm always having whatever she <laughs> yeah. has. And that's really important. That's good. Uh, wait, that might wait sound Wait till you weird. have kids, man. Well, yeah. Then you'll be snacking, eating. You're gonna be eating everything. Well, I mean that's okay, but <laughs> we'll just order more food. Just order more food. You're like, oh, you don't want that? What? Here you go. Who's the most interesting? Like, I don't want to say character, but in this case, I would say character that we've interviewed, and it, it could be interesting in a good way, a unique way, something that maybe you weren't expecting. I'll tell you this. I mean, there's. You're right. There's a. It's kind of hard to like start putting one person. Um, right, you don't want. We have so many guests. No, no well, no. Yeah. Everybody but just interesting and yeah, it's not in a good or bad way. It's just everybody has out. a story. But for me, like one that that starting the podcast, I would I would I would have never thought that we would get into was when we did the whole uh, um, elections panel. Yeah, the city council. Yeah. Like, you know, we've talked about trying to bring them on and just interview them just mm-hmm. as a you know. Um, just like as candidates, yeah, yeah just coming. I mean, not even as candidates, just as our just council as a, members. Yeah, council yes. member. Uh, but I thought that was kind of. I would never have expected that we would get into that kind of uh, interview role or, mm-hmm. of, of interviewing uh, potential candidates. That was cool. And then the the last two that we did that again, uh, kind of exceeding the. What was cool about it for you? Though that panel, the candidate. Uh-huh. What was cool was that you. That they were able, they, they had an opportunity to sit down and talk about what they're going after in a very casual setting. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I didn't feel like I was being sold something as a campaign. Mm-hmm. It was more of a just having a conversation uh, as a resident. You know, like what are you what are you doing here? That was one part. The other part was um, just the the fact that we were able to kind of uh, uh, have a conversation and have them explain talk about things that were more personal uh which for me kind of brought them more to to i don't want to say grounding but it, it, it made them made them human yeah, yeah they're there people go. there you go exactly it was bringing that human element to to that role you know one thing i i, I went experienced when i went through that the candidate interviews is it sounded like everyone was right you know right. and that's the one thing about politics i've never been big in the politics i just put my head down and and just bulldog it through, like you said earlier, and um, that part I could I can't really drive with because when you're done interviewing, you're like, man, that guy's all right or that gal's all right, and then you listen to the next person, and it's like that person's all right too, and it's like, you know, you can't pick a winner, and because everyone's story is so the you, perfect story, yeah, it's so know? unique to them, right? It, it is, but but what what I've noticed is that is that you could really again you're right everybody has that same love that same passion for Whittier and making Whittier better or or great um but just you could tell in the interviews like like who's been there the longest and who has uh essentially invested so much to try to keep it going in a certain direction um just the interview with Bob Henderson which I thought was really good I Mm -hmm. mean uh, uh, just the history that guy has, man, and the knowledge. I mean, that guy's a walking encyclopedia, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to have somebody like that who's who has a, who's so much information, but then he's on the city council 
to be able to make those decisions based on previous experience it just tells you like okay now there's something behind that right and you're right whether it's 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 a different motive good or bad it the motive is there right it's that there's some history to it so i thought that was pretty good based on that interview i mean it's uh like i said everybody else on that panel was pretty good but before you cut me off, those two, the last two that were pretty good. <laughs> cut you, I could never cut you yeah. off, Jesse. <laughs> uh, Linda Sanchez oh, and yeah. uh, Ian Calderon. I mean, talk about two people who, like, uh, I mean, you know, they're accessible. They're they're your local. Right, but talk about two people that, you know, are at such a higher level, and that interview really made them people to us, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, so, uh, again, somebody, uh, and uh, they're accessible, right? You just mm-hmm. got to be able to reach out to them and set up an appointment. Right, go to their with, offices, sure. But for me, it was that they were, again, being able to take them out of their element and, and put mm-hmm. them into more of a, 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 a kind of human, not human, a casual conversation. Mm-hmm. And just the stuff they were talking yeah, they about. They have man, kids. Was, they yeah, have, man. It was like, that's kind of cool, yeah, man. Yeah. One, one episode, and I'm kind of uh, flipping through the pictures of the different episodes. And the one episode that stands out was uh, Cielo's at Maritza's. Yeah. Huh. Because, oh, I remember that episode. Because during that episode. That's it, before you got waxed, right? <laughs> or that, or <laughs> wax. Yes, whacked, waxed, whatever. <laughs> no, it was it was when uh, the ring came, remember? Yeah, he was. So I, I had the ring come in, and this guy comes in, is, you know, Middle Eastern with a briefcase. Uh, the engagement ring. Is the that what you mean? Ring, the engagement yeah, ring. The engagement ring. Because yes. we were flying out the next day to, uh, to Bali. And this guy comes in, and you know, comes in with the briefcase. Comes in with a briefcase in an all women's beauty place, and we go in the back room. He shows me the ring. I said we're good, and then we resume the conversation like nothing happened. Exactly. So that that was a real memorable one because uh, I don't remember what we talked about. Actually, her dog was oh, was really yeah. aggressive. I remember that. Yeah. Um, oh, R.I.P. too, Julie. She passed away. Oh, she did? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Bad spot there. Sorry. <laughs> Rest so, in peace. Christine cut this out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's good stuff. No, no, no. So so that, that one stood out because um, obviously that was a little bit more special to me because of that reason. Cool. I thought you were going to say when you interviewed, uh, interviewed her, the was she our second guest? Eva was our second guest, our third episode. There you go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I would say that... Uh, few episodes that stand out to me well like I said you know I've made a lot of close friends and definitely I'm going to shout them out shout out to Claudia Prado of Shop the Runway and Ivy Love of Ivy Love Um, those two episodes really stood out to me because I mean I knew Claudia and I knew Ivy before but it's really cool because it really got to know my friends and that like before they were really my like before we were close friends it was really um, insightful just to learn about how Claudia started her first shop when she was like 17. She was like working in downtown and she like had her spot in Sherman Oaks. And, um, you know, Claudia is really great. And she's also another great mentor. She's taught me so much, you know, just about marketing and media and everybody follows Shop the Runway. And Ivy too. And Ivy's always really been there for me. And she, she talked about her struggles in that episode. And, you know, I hang out with her a couple times a week and just to see how hard that she works, like, making those shirts and putting out those designs doing those sketches it's really a true testament to how hard my friends work and um you know they inspire me to work hard and you know they have really great work ethic so that's why those two specifically stand out to me what's that same iceberg mentality where you just see the tip or even like um a duck in the water calm in the top right, and, then and the their feet are constantly moving people don't see the feet they all they see is a calm duck exactly so I'm still scrolling through pictures, <laughs> and, and I had a good one, but I, I went down too far. Um, oh, you know it was a good one? When April guest hosted on Rick's episode, Rick Gonzalez from Spin Lounge. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Remo, do you I, remember that one? Oh, I, no, I, I Actually, that. that's the number one podcast downloaded. It is. Ever. Yeah, shout out to Yeah, I, I've downloaded on many devices, so you guys should get that. <laughs> so, yeah. so I don't know, Christine, maybe we should April. go for number two and... Uh, Tell us when you're on vacation, Remo. Yeah. April, would you like to be our new co-host for asking you on the podcast? No, but the, the ice cream thing with Sunkiss, that was pretty fun. We had oh, an event for a week. Right. Or, or we're giving away ice cream or you were taking pictures with... Market. Well, you were taking pictures with ice cream, random ice creams everywhere. Oh, yeah. Because I was like promoting the um, farmer's market giveaway that we had on September 22nd of last year. We were giving out free popsicles. Shout out to Outshine. And... Uh, 
I think I know why it's really memorable for you, Remo. It's because you took a box home. I took a couple no. cases home. <laughs> <laughs> a container home. You took a container and, and, home? And you, know, and you know what's funny? You took a whole pellet. I got really <laughs> used to that ice cream, and I really like the mango one. They're really mm, good. The mango's so good. And I went to go buy them, and I'm like, $5. Yeah, they're $5. <laughs> for, for a six-pack? I, I got like, I think, 100 when when we had that thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not paying for this. They were just giving them away at the end, you know? So that was a lot of fun. And I remember I uh, just... I was with those workers and we went to like a bunch of different boutiques and actually that really helped I think you know with the networking kind of getting name recognition is we went to a lot of businesses went to barber shops we went to the beauty bars we went to the law offices and we were just giving you know these um, you know four or five boxes of ice cream that was a lot yeah. of fun yeah no definitely it's uh, uh, that was pretty good well the other one that I thought was pretty good is um, when we were I have the next which one, one? Uh, the first live we did at um, with Alex, Alexander Robert. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was a nice like overall setup. There was a, an audience. There mm-hmm. was food. It was drink. It was an event. Yeah, yeah and I fun. thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, that was that was an interesting. Yeah, that was fun. That was a little over a year ago. Now that is the home year, of the collab, the new collab. Year and a half ago. You, no, it was in October. No. Oh, I don't know. You would probably know better than I. That was October, November because then we did Masa Taco, their live which episode. Which they after. put a. a and that was spread. a nice too. Yeah. yeah, they yeah they were yeah they made a what's up Whittier uh, vegan gyro taco. Are we, Medi- co- are we collecting royalties on there somehow? Or? <laughs> no, they don't sell it anymore. Oh, it wasn't a good sell. Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't a good what? <laughs> it wasn't a good sell. Oh. No, nobody wanted a no Mediterranean what's up taco. <laughs> They, they didn't put hummus on it. That's they why. They put hummus. They put uh, tzatziki. No, that's, that's too got, confusing. You got to... Hummus is the way to go. I agree. I love hummus. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, so, so going in 2019, uh, before we jump the gun here, right, what are what are things you would like to see happen in the podcast? Like who I would like to interview or... Oh, or yeah. Anything. There's a lot, man. I Sorry. mean, there's, there's um, you know... Um, Again, I, I for mine, there's a lot of there's a lot of when we first started, we talked about doing um, interviewing characters, right? Like people who are like known, um, per, sorry, personalities, right? Somebody who's like well known here in Whittier. And there's been a few that recently I've kind of come across that I, I again it'd be kind of cool to hit up and, and see if they're available. And the two that come to mind are the ones that uh, were recently our grand marshals for the parade. Yosh Nakamura. Yeah. And so he'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Kimmy from uh, Full House, which... Uh, and Andrea Barber. Barber. And and you talk about their stories. Again, obviously, I only know their stories based on what I, I read, right? Or watch on TV. available, yeah. But just knowing that, you know, we got two people who, like, they've lived here in Whittier. They've made their home here in Whittier. They've gone out beyond Whittier and done something productive and great and then they're still here like there's something about that that I think is kind of cool like you know um, because you always hear about like like people who become famous or or, and then they leave their hometown and they they never come back back, definitely but I think that's part of the Whittier pride you know is that you stay you know people stay here and actually sorry to tag tag on to that some of our or I say majority of the people we've interviewed that's kind of been their, also their their backstory, mm-hmm. is that they've started here, they've left, and then they've come back. Right. And they've kind of put the roots here. So that thought was kind of cool, man. Nice. Um, if I were to have, okay, I'm just gonna put it out there, Melissa Via Senor from SNL. I would love to have her on the podcast because she's, she's from writer, Whittier. Right? She's no, she's the like Latin actress on the show. Hmm. The, I think the, the Which first. Saturday Night Live. Oh, Saturday Night Live. I'm a little too old for that already, no? No, and then I honestly... I was thinking, uh, I hope you elaborate on what SNL is. SNL, Saturday Night Live, yeah. Yeah. I really want to, like... Every time she has a show out here, because she lives in New York, right? Every time she has a show, I'm never in town. So I really want to, like, find her, go to a show, be like, hi, I have a podcast, what's up with her? Because she also used to have a podcast, and she talks about Whittier in it. Um, so that would be that's like my main goal for 2019 to get Melissa Villasenor and then also you know like you said Jesse um, more personalities like she's totally a personality you know yeah. and so who are other people in our community that are either philanthropists you know people that give back to the community 
um, and, you know, his, like just people that have lived here a long time that really have that rich kind of history, like you were saying. And um, also, I think that it'd be fun to, what do you say? We say businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. What's a, we should, I would really think, um, you know, we've never had a church on here or like a religious institution. I think that would be, that would be interesting if we had like a non, like a religious nonprofit because a lot of them do give back to the community. Or, like, maybe the Interfaith Food Center, people from the Interfaith Food Center. Because, um, again, that's a big concern in Whittier, is how do we provide for our community? And we do a really great job at that. We have so many nonprofits. I think we should do more nonprofits. So that's what I think. That's me. Rima? (laughs) (laughs) And there's a long-winded answer, Rima. I I mean, I'd like to have Kobe Bryant on this show. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Kobe. We used to say that in middle school when we used to throw, like, trash balls into the trash can. Kobe. Like Middle say. school was like five years ago, <laughs> so eight years ago. <laughs> so I, that's so when Kobe was in his prime. I mean, I can yeah. see that. <laughs> Who I'd like to have? Um, no, I, I think we're you know you, they're doing a great job with who we're getting. Um, you know, I don't know most of the people. Or n- now, as we get towards the later episodes, the beginning people we knew. You know, we had some sort of maybe a high buy relationship, or at least you know of the person. Some of these people that we're getting, I, I never even have heard of them, but getting to know the story has been really cool. So I say we just keep doing whatever it is that we're doing. Um, maybe, like Jesse mentioned, some of the really, you know, the older history. So mm-hmm. um, we were talking about um, uh, Shannon. Ruth B. Shannon. Ruth B. Shannon. That's who I met. Actually, I should have said her name, Ruth yeah. B. Shannon, but she's who I thought of when yeah. I thought of philanthropists in the community. Because I, I would like to hear what it was like 50 years ago. Um, my concern is maybe that story might take a while to kind of progress. And, hey, we're but, doing parts. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think maybe we, like, here's an idea. We do, what was Whittier like in the 50s? And that could be a, a an episode, theme. yeah, a, a theme like we did the candidates, and we'll get three people that would share stories of what it was like in the '50s, '60s, and so forth. Nice. That, that would. Oh be, my god, that'd be a great idea. Yeah. So it, it'll be like a flashback from those that were you know living, and we could then at that point go after a certain type of you know obviously demographic because of the age demographic oh my god we could have my uncle roger on because he grew up mind, in whittier in the 60s because <laughs> you know he's trying to bring your family to all the parties <laughs> uncle roger is so good <laughs> uncle roger. so yeah so maybe something like that that that'll be pretty pretty neat oh, that's awesome nice. that's a good idea it's great oh man give us should i pull out the hummus <laughs> well yeah. you brought snacks I know we're always asking about like our, our people's or our guests um, what their favorite place or go-to is. Have you guys found any? Do you find yourself being at a, at a different place from when we first started? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Me for sure because uh, before oh, We know where you were at before. Yeah. Where well, was some, I at before? You were at Masa Taco. Like, oh, I was at Masa Taco breakfast, all the time. Lunch, and dinner. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Has I, it changed? Um, has Masa Taco changed? No. Has your, your go-to your change? appetite. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm really, and I think you guys would agree on this one with me. Um, I like JDO, Mediterranean. That is a new place that just opened up this year. JC's Kitchen. Oh, my gosh. I like Jace, like um, Juan Carlos is so good. I've like loved his cooking and stuff. Um, I, I, You know, I don't really go out as much as I used to because I'm so busy. But, oh, La Pesca, also really good. La Pesca Dora. I was going to say, I, I, I do you, go there. I follow <laughs> Instagram, and your Instagram's always La Pesca Dora. Hey, so. man, $2 tacos on I, Thursday. I, I think they have your, your booth set up, right? <laughs> Christine, your table awaits. A- <laughs> April, April has a shirt that says, I know Christine. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> Shout out to April. Jesse? I got a couple, man, but the the most recent one, like like recent, like, this week recent is, is the one that you were talking about, the little Mediterranean place down oh, the street. JDO Mediterranean. Man, those guys have a killer, f- like, food is good, man. It's really good. And it's the, uh, you were saying the chicken you get, it's chicken breast, and that chicken breast is really oh, juicy. Man. Mm-hmm. It, it's, yeah. uh, Would you get the kebab? I get the kebab, yeah. And yeah. you can't beat that. It's nine bucks or so. I get the oh, kebab. Ke- so I get the kebab, the, the yogurt, cucumber, and then the uh, spicy uh, um, hummus. I'm so hungry right now. Uh, there you go. <laughs> um, Are you going there after? <laughs> so that, that's been re- more recent. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the other go-to, which I just, we just hit it up 
not too long ago was uh, the happy hour that Ravello's has. Right, because they just kind of reopened and redid yeah. their restaurant. Uh, I'm a big pizza guy, man, so I had to go hit up the pizza, uh, their happy hour special. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, what else has I have I recently gone to? That's pretty... Again, I don't. I, I try not to eat as much as out as I. Yeah, I've really been like cutting back but, eating uh, at home a lot. Yeah, yeah but uh, those I'd say those are my two, man. My go-to spots, and I'm a, a good creature of habit, mm-hmm. so I don't. If I go to the same place, I'll order the exact same food. So Greenleaf um, Thai. Oh yeah, I went there for the first time last week. They yeah. had really good soup. Their, that place is amazing too. Yeah, man. their tom yum gun soup is really good. Which mm-hmm. probably what you had. My like dish I get if I go there ten times, I get it nine out of ten times. Is a crying tiger. It's yeah. a ribeye. Oh, yeah. oh, it's fire. It's it's really good. Yeah. Uh, Juan, j- do you share or is it all yours? No, well, most of the time Eva gets one as well. <laughs> she doesn't finish the steak, so and, and they give you these vegetable like uh, skewers, mm. and so she'll only eat part of one, and they get two of them. So it's, oh, it's, nice. I love eating with her because <laughs> that's I eat, how you I, married her. Yeah, I eat one and a quarter, one and a third of a of, uh, of a plate when I go. I have dinner with her. Um, which other spot? Uh, J Do's is. I mean, Eva's there twice a week, and she'll call me and say, "Do you want something?" And and it's you know being Middle Eastern. Um, it's really good Middle Eastern food. Like, there's one other place that's in Downey that's really good, and that was usually the one where I want really good Mediterranean. Uh, I would go there, but this one has definitely they, they brought the heat. Nice. Um, I think that, that's it. I mean, we were pretty good about you know cooking at home and um, for the most part, but uh, actually off the hook in chicken coop, I, I mm-hmm. we eat quite often. Mm-hmm. We probably eat there. Like twice a month, maybe three times a month at each of those places. Yeah. So at Chicken Coop, they have this. The wraps are really good. Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, at Off the Hook, we we always get the mahi. Like it's like 10 out of 10 times, that's the exact same place I get. Played I get every time. <laughs> 10 out of 10. That seals it, man. Yeah. So yeah. it's not bring out the menu. It's just bring out my mahi, you know. They just come to you say, Remo, the usual? Yeah. The usual. You know, oh. they ask you if you want a Cajun or peppered. And I could never that I could never remember. So every time it comes out a little bit different, it's good still. But I'm like, I gotta write it down uh, or text it to myself right. when I go there because it's always different. But it's, it's again, it's still good. It's so good, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Actually, my go-to recently has been uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Didn't we pass in already? Or no? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I kind of wanted to mention I'm another one re- too. I'm just recoup. I'm like, I'm digging. Like, all right. Actually, I've been I, we've been watching. So Sundays, it's our it's our thing. We go watch uh, football games. That's why. That's mm-hmm. so unique. Football's been, yeah, yeah. Sundays you watch football. That's wow. Cool. Well, it's more like my kid. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your kid takes you to watch. My kid football. takes me. I dri- I drive my kids. Yeah, and and he's six. He's seven. Seven. Yeah. And I just want to mention, you know where I went um, for like the first time I actually ate food there because usually um, the Nixon steakhouse is open you know late nights you know and they have like music or whatever you can hang out and it's very casual but i just went there for dinner with uh like four of my girlfriends and they brought out the, the huge pig have you guys seen mm-hmm. that pig mm-hmm. uh, we ate it you guys you ate the whole thing we didn't no, even... it was just a, the, the sliver oh no 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 that's the hum that's like the jamon but they they cook um like carnitas pig. it's the carnitas oh, and they'll no. bring it to you and then you they'll bring you tortillas and then you you know cut it up and you put it in the thing that was so good and there were four of us and we could not finish it oh yeah talk about a whole pig yeah it's like, big, I mean, <laughs> even a baby pig you probably won't <laughs> a baby pig, pig yeah no so a that piglet. was that was a i don't even remember what it was called but it was at the nixon steakhouse so that place is really good what was it what did i get it's like a bone and they they sear off a couple pieces of of ham yeah. is that there? yeah it's like um serrano jamon it's uh it's it, like charcuterie it was no 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 this was like slivers of like really thin ham it's like aged ham that they bring in a that's, whole that's bone. what charcuterie is oh, uh, I aged thought, i thought charcuterie Charcuterie. I thought that was the Brazilian barbecue where you flip the thing red and green. It's not that. No, no, that's a, a churrasqueria. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So that ham thing. I mean, when they brought it out, we were sitting there, Eva and I, and the guy brought it out. It looks really fancy and nice. And and Eva's like, yeah, yeah let's get. It. I'm like, babe, this, this doesn't look cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's ask. And he's like, oh, it's twelve dollars. I was like, oh, okay, cool, twelve dollars. And they cut like three little pieces. <laughs> I'm like, I, I think. Um, can you keep this and can we get the bone? <laughs> uh, but it, it was really good. It's definitely more of a, an experience as mm-hmm. opposed to definitely you know, experience. filling you up. Um, so I was kind of uh, surprised that we only got 
three slivers. Hold on, we totally missed it, man. Our Thursday oysters. Oh, oh yeah. CGK. Yeah, those are really good. They're really good oysters for a dollar. The, yeah. the the best part on that was the last time we Remo and I were there. Yeah, we ordered two, right? Yeah. And two uh, dozen or just two, two dozen? Yeah. Yeah. And they brought us one, and they're working on the second one. But somehow there was a miscommunication, and um, they they're like, "Oh yeah, you already got your second one, right?" We're like, "No, we haven't got our second." Like, "No, we brought it to you. You already had your." I'm like, "No, we like, we still want more." And and, I, anyway. and after that, the happy hour ended. The happy hour ended, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we were able to get that second, but it was one of those things where, I, like, we were almost convinced that we got the second. One. I'm like, you sure? You, you, got, you ate it, right? No, you ate it. No, you ate it. Yeah. Oh, but that place is good, man. That's Crooked Gaff Kitchen Crooked Gaff on Penn Kitchen, Street. Yeah. yeah. And that place didn't exist when the when we interviewed we the Obergon brothers. Yeah. They brought us beer too. That's right, yeah. man. That's right. Mm. Maybe that's what we gotta do part two on. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah. We should go on a Thursday, though. Yes. They're busy on a Thursday. Yeah, so. they are. Is there anything here that you guys are excited about coming up? Like for the new year? No, in the city, like city-wise. Oh, like, just in the like city. Just everything that, that's coming into town. Um, I know I know. Remo's excited about all the new homes that are going to be built that he's going to be able to sell. Um, yeah. But is there anything that like, you guys, like, man, like, it, I'm cool that it's cool that this is coming in or... or or excited, or, or 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 here, is there something you guys are looking, uh, or wish they would bring into it here? I'm definitely looking forward to the Poet Gardens. Um, you know, opening up. I think that'd be really great. It's been a long time, you know, in the making, and I know that so many people have been working really hard. Um, you know, you, Jesse, and um, I'm excited. Me? And, no. Yeah, Remo, <laughs> sure. I mean, you've been... Uh, I walk by and give him a thumbs up. Exactly. You don't... Yeah. And um, and we're putting in the internet radio station, which I'm excited about. So we'll see how, you know, the future of this progresses. And that's that's what I'm excited about, like, to bring to the community, to bring to Whittier. Yeah. So one thing that I'm... Well, I'm well, hap- here, actually, uh, if, if there's a big vacant space... A big vacant space. What would you want in Uptown? What would you say? What do you think is ideal for that space? You know, I, I, I was influenced. And I was influenced by all the people that we interviewed. And the idea of like an inter, like a hall or an entertaining space, like a, like a music venue. A music venue, an amphitheater type mm-hmm. of setup. A uh, what's that place? The Blues House of Blues, right. something like that, where you can have comedy, small local bands. Mm-hmm. It can be rented out for you know speaking type stuff. I was mm-hmm. I would have never thought that, but I can't believe how many times people have said that in the podcast. Like that's, that's so right. true. I mean it's it's mind blowing. Like I would have never thought, and now I'm like, is that a business that should be yeah, yeah. should be open or pursued here in the area? So. Uh, and then to answer your your actual question, what am I excited about? I'm really excited that J Dos is here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mom's cooking. You're like, can I like, bring it home? Can I bring closer to the house? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've taken some to my parents' house because my mom didn't want to cook, and I was nice. coming over. I'm like, you want food? And she said, yeah, and she likes it too. So it nice. got mama's approval. There you go. So you wouldn't see any. I mean, is there anything else that you'd be like excited about? Like. Um, well, I don't... Because there's a lot of things going on. I mean, you yeah. talk I about... I mean, you the, would know more. <laughs> well, we know more. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, we're pretty the involved. The curry place. I mean, the curry... Oh, oh the, the Indian, Indian place. place. Yeah, you got the Indian place. But I'm just talking about, like, overall, like, development. Like, you know, we got the, uh, you know, the whole Nallis development happening. Right. Well, like, they're we got, bringing a Canes and in and out You know, that'll bring a lot of great... Um, and then, you know, Philadelphia will take you straight to the Groves development. Yeah. So, you know, that's exciting, right? Because that'll bring so many people, um, you know, providing new homes, right? And mixed use retail space. And there will might be event space there. It's exciting to see what will growing. come. Exactly. And also moving forward, you know, I'm talking about having a people mover in regards to transportation in the city. Um, and just so many things. That would the be Uptown really cool. Improvement Plan. It's really cool. You guys should follow What's Up With You on Instagram so you can stay up to date on well, yeah, you, shameless city plug. council right. meetings. <laughs> no, and you're right because, again, we talked about the development, which is a huge development. Um, there was always that concern about how do you, how is it that you're going to connect the big development with Uptown because Uptown's like their, their crown jewel, right? right? Just recently, the council has been talking about, you know, uh, this, this conditional use permits for alcohol 
and a live entertainment and where it's allowed where where you know to how, how many hours is it going to be able to extend it to um that's in discussion it's going in the right direction to now where where every every business i should say every business every restaurant would be able or eligible to take advantage of that thursday which, through saturday which means yeah which means that now you're gonna have a good nightlife mm-hmm. uh, so what is that for those that didn't follow the what's up with your story for your city council yeah so for instance um so the poet gardens right was approved for friday and saturday until 2 a.m well with this new policy going forward is that this restaurant and also other restaurants on greenleaf and philadelphia will automatically be batched in so ricardo will automatically get the um Thursday, right? Well, because I mean, just, for free, though. But for free, he doesn't have to reapply for a permit. He's automatically batched into that. Well, in general, it just means that any new restaurant is going to be eligible to take advantage of late night hours. Meaning, you could be able to, you'll be able to be open till two o'clock every morning or every day. Sorry, two a.m. every day. Not every day. At it's Thursday, Thursday through Saturday. Well, here, it's Thursday through Saturday, and then uh, for alcohol. And then every other day, you could be open till 2 o'clock, food, food only. For food, yeah. Every other day? Every day. No, oh, every, every day. day. Okay. Every day of the week, yeah. So, and that's really cool. So, like, you know, different restaurants can keep their kitchens open later, which will be great because there, there are so many people, you know, the security that work here in Uptown, the bartenders, um, you know, the wait staff, they get hungry too. Do you think they want to go to Denny's every single night? And that's, just one, that's just one portion. You got Then you add the, the live entertainment to it, which, again, only so certain. So, live entertainment been approved? No, so they're in discussions. So all this right, that we're right. talking about is they're trying to put a policy together to where, like, because right now live entertainment's only allowed for, like, about a block mm-hmm. in each only direction. Only on Greenleaf, really. And and then from that point, if you were to include everybody, you know, beyond the perimeters for, for Uptown, I mean, that just means that you'll be able to really take advantage of that connection to, to Nellis, but also the connection down to, like, Doubletree, mm-hmm. and then the connection down to, to uh, Whittier College. So that for me, I think is gonna be. I'm excited, man, because it's gonna. It's that like we keep. You know, when we first started, we always talked about this whole like uh, improvement that was gonna happen, beautification project, right? Right. About changing the streets and sidewalks, outdoor seating and stuff like that. And and it, the question was always like, well, when are we gonna see that happen? And, and you know, it was always like for me, it was always like you know maybe within the next five years, maybe ten years at its most, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a long stretch yeah, definitely but now with all this stuff or discussions that they're having it might be even sooner that you'll be able to start seeing these changes making changes yeah right like you'll be able to notice it more um and then and then you have the component of residential in the uptown yeah. area maybe. that's what i was gonna ask when do you think we'll have housing in uptown as soon as we have these policies in place that will attract more businesses to come in and then the businesses would start dictating uh, how much residents? How much more residential we need in the area? You don't think we're almost there? I think we're there. I, I just think everybody needs to catch up onto that. And so, like for example, um, and it's going to change. Like the demographics is going to change. It, it'll it'll yeah. it'll go from like uh, what we are now to more of a younger. When I say younger, it's more somebody who has that disposable cash to be able to enjoy the the, the amenities and everything that's going to be happening uptown right. for people to live in uptown. Mm-hmm. Like they live for, on for, top and go eat breakfast yeah, downstairs. Exactly. Yeah, you're going to only attract those that are going to want to start walking around. Yeah, you know those that don't want that are for like us. Yeah, that you know we're, we're off off uptown. Uh, uh, it'll be more for us. It'll be the destination. Mm-hmm. So that's where you know things will kind of change. We won't be the dailies, but it'll be enough to where we're bringing enough uh, yeah. patronage to the to the businesses. So. Um, I think it'll get there, man. It's exciting. It's just, it's just slowly, slowly going to get there. And I think what's really cool also about the podcast, and we've reiterated this, you know, many times before, is that the podcast is like a snapshot in history. So, you know, how you say, you know, when we first started this, yeah, we were discussing the beautification, like, oh, they want to ex- they want to get rid of the street parking and they want to yeah. make the this sidewalks bigger. This is an archive bigger. of the city. Exactly. And places, yeah. And, you know, this is this kind of little recap that we just had on future policies. We'll see. In six months, we'll see where the discussion goes to. And so I let's think declare be something then for 2019. There you go. Oh, my gosh. What are we declaring? By the end of 2019, what is happening to... To Whittier? Whittier, to anything. Since this is a time capsule here. Oh, my gosh. Well, in December 2019, I, I mean, I think about our... 
city elections that are going to be happening in 2020. Like, that's so crazy because we're going to be doing that with the county. And it's going to be a really big turnout. It's also going to be a midterm. Well, you know me. I'm just, like, kind of politically minded. I'm really involved in the city. And so just kind of thinking really ahead. I'm a community (laughs) activist. You heard that? Um, That really... I mean, that makes me, that's all, that's all I'm thinking about, just, uh, especially now with what's going on in politics. I don't really talk about it on the podcast, but, um, you know, just kind of exciting to see where everything goes and, you know, what kind of new people you're going to meet. People pop up all the time, and it's just exciting to welcome people into the community, and I look forward to seeing that. Senor Carrillo? If I had to say something that's going to actually come to fruition in 2019, I'd say it's going to be this whole CUP. Uh, the mm-hmm. conditional use permits, and you're going to see more restaurants um, that are going to be open later. Um, you'll see more people on the streets, um, and you'll definitely see business businesses change. Meaning, with these new additions of restaurants, there there'll be a change of of type what, of merchants. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the little sh- shops and knickknack places that are that have been a staple yeah. in in the community because that's you know they're antiques um i think like you said we'll no longer have that same clientele it'll be a different clientele uh, uh, yeah I, I, what I, the way i would say it is that they're they're gonna change their business model so they might still be there but they're gonna change the whatever product they sell or how they sell it uh to respond to that market so i would say by the end of 2019 we would be, Evan and I would be expecting or hopefully have a child. Oh, I was going to say, you can have little Remos, man. Oh, man, I thought it would be a lot easier. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I think we will be bearing our first child or hopefully oh twins. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, hopefully we're twins, Look at you going here bigger. in 2019 when we're here in the Poet Garden. Um, what is would be the Poet Garden Garden? Yeah. <laughs> the patio? The, the patio. Uh, that we have a similar conversation and we bring little junior or juniorette. I don't know whatever it junior. is. For junior. Junior. Junior and junior. Junior girl um, <laughs> for her. You can have female juniors. Yeah. So that that would be uh, something that I, I'm putting out there in the energy in the world right now in the podcast world. You uh, already see your little baby. Yeah, crying. Bye-bye. On the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Sell it. Buy it. <laughs> 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 RemoTheRealtor.com. Yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, once I have little ones, I'm going to expose them, <laughs> exploit them as much as possible. Like Marley, Legal, like your dog? Legally. 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 So they're going to they're gonna help the family turn a, a better, you know, turn a profit here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, not really. Um, so using to, one, you're going to start using them on the stage in the staging? Oh, the, stage not the, the, no, the just, just their cuteness. I mean, I, I just see. Buy, how, the, buy my daddy's house. Yeah, oh, for sure. We're doing all that stuff. Cute, like, cute. I will tell you right now. Um, we're going to get them their own mic and their own camera. <laughs> They're going to have their own agent. It's yeah. going to be. So, okay, yeah, cool. that, that's what I'm putting out there for 2019. Awesome. Well, well, stay tuned. Yeah, let's stay tuned. And thank you so much for tuning in to our second year anniversary podcast episode. And you can follow all of us on the internet. You can follow Remo at Remo the Realtor. You can follow Jesse at Jesse uh, the Architect. Just kidding. He doesn't have that handle. It's J2 well, Architects. Well, let me ask you, Jesse, what is it that you do? What do you do for a living? I'm an architect. Okay. Well, I just, no, because sometimes people don't know what we oh. do. This is. Uh, really? Uh, I, I call you guys like Remo the Realtor and Jesse the Architect. And all right. Well. All right, I'm just making sure. So you're an architect, local uh, architect here in the city of Whittier? Yeah, I'm a local architect here in the city of Whittier. We've we've been recording in my office. Uh, <laughs> that, no, in case been, people talk about the architectural drawings and no, you don't know no, what no, we're no, talking no. about. We, we let you occupy the What's Up Whittier <laughs> space, buddy. All right, let's get that. I straight. sublease from, yeah. <laughs> from what's subleases from What's Up Whittier, but you just pay the bill yeah, <laughs> on yeah. the rent. I mean, yeah, so that that's my business. Obviously, I do both residential, commercial. Um, I try to do most work here in Whittier, uh, stay local, um, uh, employ local too. Um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> whether it's a renovation addition or brand new build, that's that's pretty much what I do. Which it goes in hand with what you do, Remo. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah. And Jesse, you did I mean, our, our own it. house. You know, there you there's go. no better case study than doing our own house and it came out uh, beautiful even though we had you as an architect. <laughs> no, that's did. why it came out beautiful yeah. no you did a great job um, 
and we love our house. We love, you know, in the neighborhood that we're in. Um, my cup of tea is, is real estate. So yeah. we help those that are interested in selling their property, buying their property, or investing in most of our businesses. I would say 80% of our business is the city of Whittier or one of the neighboring cities. So we try to stay really hyper-local, which allows us to build some good relationships with the local agents, have a really good expertise uh, in the area. And having interviewed so many of these businesses, really know the area. So it's one thing to to sell local, uh, sell a, a person that's, or introduce a person that's coming into the city. Um, here's a local eatery, but it's a different thing is go to John's Eatery. This is how they got started. So it really gives a, a nice element to our, our conversations with our clients. So so we're in the real estate space. So thinking about buying or selling, give us a call. Cool. Holler. Call Junior. Call yeah, junior. call Junior. <laughs> Hopefully Junior in a couple years. <laughs> and then you can follow me, producer Christine, at The Singing Moon. I do a lot of stuff, I guess. Uh, you can go to my website, christinesingerluna.com. But if you need a mobile notary, you can definitely uh, send me a DM or you can email me at hello at christinesingerluna.com. And, yeah, let's get your papers notarized. You well, did a notary for For me. you? Oh, that was awesome. Uh, a thank month you. ago. Thank and you th- no, thank you. You you were awesome. We, we called you kind of no it was it was last super minute. last minute you're yeah. like hey what are you doing right now what are you doing mm-hmm. in seven minutes is, exactly. are you do you ever are you attached to a printer <laughs> exactly. and uh, it all worked out so thank yeah. you for that you're yeah. like, I'm, I'm outside <laughs> yeah exactly i'm a mobile service so what I, exactly what i had to do was i drove from my house to friendly hills and uh, which isn't too bad but then friendly hills all the way to altadena and then altadena back to uh, remo's place and we you to drop off the documents so that was a did it all quickly with a smile yes I'm efficient I'm efficient guys alright while listening to podcast yes while actually I think I was listening to a podcast or maybe singing uh, some Ariana Grande she's hot right now so (laughs) (laughs) alright guys alright Whittier thank you Whittier bye bye three words that describe Jesse long winded creative Keeps the conversation going. Supportive. Committed. And inquisitive. Three words that describe Christine. On time. Eclectic. Community activist. That was mine. Gangster. Hustler. Three words to describe Remo. Efficient. A bulldog. Productive. A different mindset. Mentor. A critical thinker. One more, one more. Okay. He needs a bigger watch. Is that awkward or is that weird? <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook at What's Up Whittier. And you can listen to us at whatsupwhittier.com. And don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>